This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. Right, and from West Asia, we turn our focus to Africa, another region which China is eyeing in a bid to counter American interests. Much like West Asia, Beijing is selling its culture in Africa. It is building Confucius Institutes in African nations too, providing them with funds and infrastructure projects. Yet, it is America which remains Africa's biggest investor and it seems to have woken up to the threat of Chinese overtures. Here's what America is doing to counter them. It is hosting African leaders for a summit, the first U.S.-Africa summit since 2014. This three-day event kicked off on Tuesday with the aim of pulling Africa back into America's ambit. So who all are attending this summit? Leaders from more than 50 African nations, 5-0. Four African nations haven't been invited, namely Mali, Sudan, Guinea and Burkina Faso. But why haven't they been invited? Because they've all witnessed coups recently. What is the aim of this summit? What will the talks be about? Well, a host of things like health, food, security, climate change, civil wars and outer space exploration. The first day of this summit was mostly about governance, the many political crises brewing in African countries and what can be done together to end them. But instead of talking about solutions, American leaders indulge in a blame game reminding African leaders about the risk that they're facing. All this due to the growing influence of China and Russia. Yes, addressing the gathering, U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin delivered an extended monologue on this alleged threat, a threat that he said can prove to be destabilizing for the entire African continent. Listen in. We're witnessing the PRC expand its footprint uh, in the, on, on the continent uh, on a daily basis. And as they do that, they're also expanding their economic influence. A troubling piece there is that they're not always transparent in, in terms of what they're doing, and, uh, and that creates uh, problems that will be eventually uh, destabilizing if they're not already. Uh, we see Russia continuing to peddle uh, cheap weapons. Uh, some of that was mentioned uh, before by one of our our senior leaders here, uh, and also um, we see Russia employing mercenaries across the continent, and, and that is destabilizing as well. Uh, and, and so the combination of those activities by those two new countries, I think uh, that bears watching, and certainly uh, I think uh, their influence, again, can be destabilizing. You heard that right. Their influence can be destabilizing. Is there merit in his argument? Well, both yes and no. You see, China and Russia are indeed making inroads into Africa. They're investing billions in the continent in the name of development. If we speak of China, it now operates more than 10,000 state-owned companies in Africa. They're spread across various sectors like energy, transportation and infrastructure. In fact, since 2010, a third of Africa's power grid and infrastructure has been financed by Chinese state-owned companies. In 2020, China invested more than $2.96 billion in Africa. 
This was 9.5% more than China's investments in 2019. And it took the value of China's total investment in the continent to $735 billion. Just look at that figure. And it was the same story with Russia. Moscow is gradually increasing its influence in Africa too. Through investments in the energy, trade, resources and infrastructure sectors. Reports say that Africa now depends on Russia for 40% of its overall grain supplies. This pretty much explains why African nations have refused to slam Russia for its actions in Ukraine. In March, during a UN General Assembly session, at least 25 of Africa's 54 states abstained or did not vote to condemn Russia's invasion of Ukraine. No prizes for guessing why. To put it simply, both China and Russia are on a charm offensive in Africa. But there's very little evidence to prove the same. Very little evidence to prove that their investments are aimed at destabilizing the continent. You see, the two countries are only filling the vacuum that America left behind in Africa as it instead focused on its endless war on terror in West Asia. You see, African nations are of the opinion that America has ignored their concerns. It ignored their needs of investments and infrastructure. And now, when they're forming new ties, it is trying to hamper their freedom to do so. Plus, African leaders are upset with America for issuing sermons on human rights. They say when America reaches out to them, it preaches them on democracy and governance. But when China reaches out to them, it gives them hospitals and investment. What's more important? So what America is trying to do by the summit is only allay these existing fears of African nations. Fears that Washington will try to meddle in their internal affairs. Let me also say this. America is not holding the summit out of choice. It's conducting it out of compulsion. Out of the need to counter China and Russia, the need to reclaim the influence it has lost in the last 10 years. Its argument of China and Russia trying to destabilize Africa is just an excuse to hide its own ulterior motives. Now that's something to think about.